0: Welcome everybody to another great podcast from the Crystal River Church of God. Whether you're on your way to work, on your lunch break, or even taking a jog, our prayer for you is that this helps you to find Focus for Living. We truly hope you enjoy this message live from CRCOG. Go with me in your Bibles to the book of St. John. St. John, I don't know how long I'm going to, to last on this... Uh, Subject, but I, I, I'm I, not going to keep you long tonight. Yeah. Man, I, I tell you, everybody enjoy Brian? Wasn't he incredible? Dr. Brian Cutshaw, he is just, I don't know what book he reads. I don't know what version of the Bible. I I mean, I change versions of the Bibles I read just so I can try to find what he gets out of it. So, You know, so, um, but I'm going to preach to you tonight on the subject of, friend of God man in this day and time we need the friend of God we need God to be our friend and you know what's cool is he wants to be your friend you ever been in a one-sided relationship that you wanted to be somebody's friend but they didn't want to be yours yeah I'm in that relationship right now with my wife I'm just kidding Uh, but have you ever been around where man I'd really like to get to know that person but they're just unapproachable. I, I really like that person, but, but they don't really want to be my friend. And I've been there. When I, I remember when God was, was uh, uh, causing me to have to go get a mentor, and, and I tried to get this guy to, just to befriend him, and it never worked. And he just treated me rude, and I was like, come on, God. Instead of, instead of becoming his friend, I want to punch him in the lip. And uh, God released me, and I, we never did become friends. But I really wanted to be his friend. Maybe God was teaching me something there. The Bible teaches us in John chapter fifteen. I didn't tell you that. John chapter fifteen. So good to have you in service tonight. Thank you for joining us online. You know, there's a there's a lot of folks who are joining us online. Some are are, are sick. We we've got some uh, older folks who are struggling, and some younger folks who are struggling. And uh, so just keep your church family in prayer and. Uh, Let let me just go on record and say, you know, we're trying to be cautious. And we're trying to be, you know, don't be hugging everybody. You know, because some people don't. Ain't that right, John? Should you say amen? Should say amen right there, John? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so we don't, because you don't want to spread nothing. And make sure that they're ready to hug you if you want. You know, you ever hug somebody that don't want to be hugged? I mean, I used, to do, I used to go out of my way to hug people that didn't want to be hugged. Because by the time you leave me, you're going you're gonna to like hugging. Right? But, but in this climate, you can't do that. So, so you just got to be, you know, some people go, oh, I don't care. Well, I do. I don't want to get thick. You have a spirit of fear. What did I just get there singing? Y'all better be careful. I'm in a rare mood tonight. John chapter 15. If you're there, say amen. amen. If you don't plan on finding it, say go ahead. Heathens, heathens, heathens. Reading from the New American Standard Bible says, This is my commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, that one laid down his life for his friends. Now let me ask you this. Don't point at nobody, don't say, don't, don't read into it. But some of you are like, man, I'm your friend. But how many of you would lay down your life for them? I'm gonna tell y'all right now, I love all y'all, but there's just only a there's less than a handful I'm gonna die for. And I'll go one step further. I'm not gonna let y'all kill me. Let's just be real, right? I mean, you, you be all spiritual. Oh, I would lay down. My, I, I was at a prayer meeting. I really hope this guy ain't watching tonight. But uh, I was at a prayer meeting this time, this one time, and this guy, who's a little ignorant guy, but, oh, God, I said that. Um, but he, he prayed this prayer. Here's what he prayed. Oh, God, if I don't win souls, send me to hell. And I was praying, I went, What? I don't want to go to the hell for the stuff I do, much less I don't do. Everybody can go to hell, but I want to go to heaven. I mean, y'all let's just be real. I mean, y'all are so spiritual. Y'all just, yeah, praise God. Man, I'm glad you're my friend. I'll die for you. Give me 20 bucks. I don't have it. My wife is going to focus. I am focused. This is part of my message. We're talking about friendship. We're talking about friendship. But Jesus said that I call you friend. And not only will I die for you, but I will die for you knowing you're guilty. Now, do you, now, now that, that brings up a whole new standard. I mean, it's one thing, they're innocent. But when you know they're guilty, but he still said, I'll die for you and pay the price. That's the kind of friend Jesus is. He says, in verse 14, he says, you are my friends if, he didn't say everybody says friends, if you do what I command you, no longer do I call you slaves for the slave does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends for all things that I have heard from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you would go and bear fruit and that your fruit would remain. And as a pastor, I'm going to tell you right now, that's one of the hardest things that I deal with is to bear fruit and your fruit remain. That means you, get, you, you sow into people's life and what you sow into their life remains. What you give into their life remains. What you, what you, you, you win them to Christ and they remain. One of the hardest things that a pastor deals with is when people, not just, I'm okay if you leave church. I mean, I don't like it, but I'm okay if you leave church, my church, our church, but if you leave God, it's one of the hardest things that a pastor can, can, can swallow. So that wherever you ask of the father, so that whatever you ask of the father in my name, he may give it to you. This, I command you that you love one another. Now, point number one is just simply this. is Our walk with Christ, there are two sides to our walk with Christ. Or I could say there's a two-dimensional walk with Christ. That there is the kingdom side. And the kingdom side says that it's all done complete and full. And what I mean by that is when you get saved, you can't get more saved then when you say when you ask Jesus into your heart, his blood cleanses you, and you are saved. you can't get no more slaves well, are you saved well i don't know well you you need to know, but when you are saved there's no well I, you know and and i i um I kiddingly talk about that I got saved and then I got saved saved and, and what I mean by that is in september of eighty five I made a decision for Christ, but in March and April of or 84, but in March and April of 85, I began to be disciple, to be a disciple of Christ. You see the difference? Now, I, I was I was saved. You can't get no more saved, but then I began to walk in a different realm. And everything. When you get saved on the kingdom side, we're talking about two sides right now, or two-dimensional, that on the kingdom side, it's done, it's complete, it's full. And everything is yours, and and the entirety of the kingdom is inside you. Here's what he said. For all things belong to you. 1 Corinthians 3.21. 2 Corinthians 1.20 says, For as many as are the promises of God, in Him they are yes. Therefore, also through Him is our amen to the glory of God through us. In you is the fullness of God, the kingdom of God is within you. But, but there is the experiential side, the vital side. It's the side that you walk in. And I'm talking about how many folks that know people who are saved, but their mouth ain't saved yet. Or their attitude ain't saved yet. And their wallet ain't saved yet. And where they go ain't saved yet. And what they do ain't saved yet. That's the experiential side. This side is a process and evolving. Now there are people, you know, when I know people that when God saved them, and now I'm going a little back to our Pentecostal roots, but I remember when people, God saved them, I remember somebody uh, named Rex Tucker who was a drug dealer. I mean, he wasn't just like a little small-time drug dealer. He had compartments in his truck, hidden depart- compartments that he went to Mexico and brought back weed to Florida. How do you know? Because I drove that truck when, they, when he went to prison. And I was nervous every time a cop pulled past me. Ain't nothing in there, but I, I know it smelled like it. Come on now. But he walked in on a Sunday night, he and his wife, they walked in high. And God miraculously saved him, sobered him up, and he never touched a drop of it again. Now his wife was a different story. She came in high. She got a little touch of Jesus. I think she went home high. But it took a process for her To begin to understand that God wanted her to be his friend. See, we grow by revelation. And in the Old Testament, and I I meant to put this, oh, I didn't even do a, I didn't do you version. No, it ain't there. And I went home early. I said, I'm going to go get me a nap. I put everything up. I was ready to go. Apparently, I was not. Either way, either way, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put it together for you in heaven because I gave you, uh, if I would have done uh, you version, I was going to give you the seven redemptive names of God in the Old Testament, which is Jehovah Rapha, our, the, God, the Lord, our healer. And see, in, in the Old Testament, God revealed himself in a progressive manner that you would know God as one thing. And then another situation, you would know God as another. How many knows God as a healer because he's healed you? How many knows him as a provider because he provided for you? How many knows him that he is the god Shama, which is another name of God, because when everybody left you, he was there with you, and you knew that he was there. See God begins to but God begins to reveal himself to you, so it 's Jehovah Rapha the Lord our healer, the Jehovah Nisi, the Lord our banner he 's our refuge when i couldn 't go to nobody else, and nobody else could find me. I found myself in the cliff of the rock, and I found myself in the presence of God, and he comforted me. He He was my refuge. Jehovah Titsanu, which is the Lord our righteous. Jehovah Shalom, with the Lord our peace. When you couldn't get it anywhere else, but you got it from him. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider. And then the seventh one, Jehovah Ra, the Lord our shepherd. When he just comes along and shepherds you, and he leads you, and he guides you, and he directs your path. And he keeps the wolves at bay. And he keeps those that would, that would tear you apart at bay. He keeps the spirits of hell at bay. He just steps in in front of you and shields you. And he says, I'll be a shield. We're talking, about, we're talking about a revelation of God. We're talking about how God reveals himself to you and that you know him. I know God better now than I did 30 years ago. See, I was introduced to God right, wrong, or indifferent. I was introduced to God as the God judge. That if you mess up, he'll squish you like a bug. Anybody met that God? Right. Because if you was raised in classical neo-Pentecostalism, I don't even know if that's a word, I just kind of make it up. But if you was raised in that, then you recognize that God is not that God. But it's the God that we were introduced to. And so instead of having a relationship with God, we just feared God and tried not to make him mad. If you were raised like me. But when Moses asked God, he said, who do I say is sending me? In other words, who am I deputized by? God said, you tell him I am that I am. Whatever they need at the time of what they needed, I am what I am. And can I tell you that if you need a friend during these times or any time, he is that friend. Amen. We are limited not by what God has done, but by our understanding. By our awareness and acceptance of that which he has done. We've got to be aware of what he's done. Accepting of what he's done. And understanding of what he's done. Galatians 4, 1 through 7, I'm going to paraphrase. Now that I mean is that as as long as the inheritor or heir is a child under the age, he does not differ from a slave, although he is the master of all the estate. What does that mean? That just simply means that as Jesus tells you, or or, before you know Jesus, even though you have the fullness of the kingdom in you, you don't understand how to access that. As a two-year-old, your child has everything at his disposal that he can handle and understand. You don't let him play with the vacuum cleaner until he understands how to use the vacuum cleaner. Am I making sense to anybody? You don't let him play with a knife until he learns how to use a knife. You don't let him play with things that are harmful even though used in the right context, they are useful. And there are so many of us that are trying to use stuff that God has but we don't know how to use it because we don't understand him so we got to recognize that as we grow in awareness we grow in freedom i want to say that again as we grow in awareness we grow in freedom that as you become aware of who god is and what he does you 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 get a freedom like nothing before see i i remember as a, as when i first got saved i walk around i walked around like this cuz you know i didn't i didn't want to take god off Right? I just, I just wanted him to be pleased with me, you know. But now that we're friends, I, I, there's a freedom that comes with the awareness of who he is. There's a freedom that comes there. Now, point number two is this. As we grow in realization, we grow in life. That as we grow and realize who God is, then we grow in life. You know, I mean, you, you've got to get to that point in your life, guys, that as a child, we know that walking is possible. But it takes a little bit of time because yet we, we have yet to navigate the intricacies of balance and movement. Come on, look at any, look at any child learning to walk. They, they, they stand. Come on, come on. And they're going, dude, I'm just trying to hold myself up right now. <laughs> come on, come on, little Johnny. Come on. Shut up. I'm about to, I'll fall. But then as they master, right? They master standing. And you know how they always do it. They master standing by holding on to something. I'm trying to help somebody. You master by holding on to something. Something that is bigger than they are. And without their understanding, sometimes they grab things that will not steady them. They pull up on a toy and it falls over. They pull up on a table that's not stable. You've got to make sure what you're grabbing onto is stable, which is the Word of God, the Spirit of God, the presence of God, and God Himself. But as they begin to, you see, I'm holding on. I don't, know, I don't know how to run with this thing. I just know I'm saved. I just know I'm saved right now. That's where you start out. But Then as you begin to grow in realization that I have freedom, God wants to be my friend. John 15, 15, no longer do I call you slaves for the slave does not know what his master is doing but I have called you friends for all things I have heard from my father I have made known to you. See, we know that whatever God calls a thing that is what it is. He said, I have called you friend and therefore you know that you're a friend. That must have blown the minds of the Hebrew people. Because in that day and age, you didn't call God your friend. But here is Jesus, the rabbi, the teacher, who is saying that I'm calling you friend. And everybody's like, what? God calls me friend? That's blowing my mind. But today, and here's the deal, today friend is cheap. According to Facebook, I've got 4,750 something friends. It's a lot of friends. I wish a lot of people happy birthday today. I have no idea who half of them are. I've, I, you know, listen, if you're in here and you have Facebook friend me and you're like, well, he's ignored me. I, I don't know who you are. And I'm limited in space. So I've got to be a little bit more cautious about who I say is friend. But just, and you know, and people, people have done it here at the church. Oh, Pastor, you wish me happy birthday. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I remembered your birthday because Facebook told me it was your birthday. But Facebook don't have to tell me Sherry's birthday. Why? Because Sherry will. She tells me it's coming up a month ahead. Uh, Hey, have you started working on my birthday present? Uh, You got about four weeks. But do you understand what I'm saying about this friend thing? Because we all talk about friends on Facebook and we meet somebody and call them a friend. I know a guy who calls everybody, I don't care if he's ever, if he's never had dinner with you. If he spent 10 minutes with you, he says, I got a buddy. I'm like, bro, that's not your buddy. I call people friend who I can depend on. I call people friend. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. I call people friend. Are you you getting this? And and I don't think that Jesus just calls everybody friend. He says those that do what I ask them to do is friend. To be called a friend was unheard of in that day. But there are two titans in the Bible that God called friends. Only two. Now, he said this to, to the disciples. Jesus did. But God only called two people his friend. Number one was Moses. In Exodus 33, 11, thus the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face, just as a man speaks to his friend. When Moses returned to the camp, the servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man would would not depart from this tent. Psalms 103 and 7 says, he made known his ways to Moses and his acts to the sons of Israel. Ooh, that's strong right there. So, listen to me. He made known his ways to his friend, but only his acts to the people. Now, what do you know, God? By the acts that he has done? Or do you know his ways? Because that determines whether you're a friend or not. The children of Israel knew God's acts. That's why they were unstable. Did you hear that part? They were unstable because they knew his acts. They knew what he did. And that's why people you know God's only as good as his best as his last miracle for some folks. well, I prayed and God didn't do this well God's not your sugar daddy God's not your rich uncle, he is god and so but 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 that's what we want him to do we want him and if he didn't do something for us he's you know. Uh, uh, Lauren our youngest daughter back when she was real small she was like my wife she plans her birthday a year in advance and especially when she was young you did something to her she'd tell you you're not coming to my birthday and I'm thinking I'm throwing your birthday I'm pretty sure I'll be there but that's what she did and that's the way some of us treat God Lord you didn't do this for me so I'm not going to go to church Lord, you didn't do this, so I, I'm not gonna pray. Lord, you didn't do this, so I'm not gonna do this. And and that's a that's not a friend. A friend, a friend can can do some things that you don't understand, but you know his acts. You know his heart. See, that's the difference. The people of Israel knew his acts, but not his heart. You know. Alan Miller has been in our church for a long time, 25, 26 years. And there's some things Alan has said to me. I think I've told you this, Alan. If not, I'm telling you now. There's some things that Alan has said to me. If anybody else would have said it, I'd have busted him in his lip. But because I know his heart, that I know that he's one of my biggest fans, I know his heart. And this is black as no, I'm just kidding. I know his heart. I'm kidding. I know his heart, and therefore you'll take something from somebody that if you know their heart. Right? How many this is a little old school? How many of us old school Christians, you know, people have come up to go, I'm gonna tell you this because I love you. Like, bro, you don't even know me. Don't say nothing to me. I know you have about to ball me, I know you're gonna tell me all. You don't know me. You don't know me like that. I'm in the kingdom, but I'm from the south side of the kingdom, and I will swing on you, bro. Right? Because that's what happens, right? But, but, but if you've got a friend, you know, it's one thing if Justin comes to me and goes, Hey, man, you know I love you. And I know Justin loves me, so I'll take some stuff. I, I know some of you, and if some of you, I'm like, well, what do you mean by that? Because I don't know your heart. And it, that's where God, God wants us to know his heart, not just what he does, but we, he wants us to know his character. He wants us to know his motive behind why he did that. Their entire relationship with God, Israel, was built on what God had done. So if, if it seemed God wasn't doing anything, they freaked out. And, and we have this today. We have Christians. That's why Moses was up on Mount, uh, Mount Moriah for, was it Mount Sinai? Anyway, Mount Sinai for 40 days. And, and uh, the children of Israel built another God. Well, God ain't doing nothing, and well, Pastor, I can't believe they do. we do that. If God ain't doing something here, we'll go over here, and we're looking for God's acts instead of God, because we think that God's constantly got to be doing something in order for Him to be God. But no, if you know His heart, you know that if He's not doing something, if He's allowing you to go through something, it is for a purpose. That is going to do you well. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If it doesn't appear that God is doing something. They conjure something up or they go somewhere. That it's reported that God is doing something. Because they got to have something. Because they know his acts and not his heart. Moses knew God's character. This is what was conveyed to Moses when God spoke to him. Face to face and called him friend. Then the second one I'm not going to spend much time on is, is Abraham. Abraham was called a friend of God. James 2.23 says, and the scripture was fulfilled, which says, and Abraham believed God and it was reckoned to him as righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Genesis 18.17 says, shall I hide from Abraham? Listen, you write this down later, but I'll but, go to it. Genesis 18.17, God said, shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do? You know, I got a friend of mine, very good friend of mine, one of my best friends. He can get a little moody sometimes, but periodically he won't answer my calls. And so, and and he's a pastor, and I called his secretary one day. I said, tell that joker that if he don't get on this phone, I'm going to drive over there and get in his office and punch him in the face. Pastor, you're so violent. Yes, And he got on the phone, and he goes, hey, man. I go, dude, why won't you answer my call? Here's what he said. He said, because I'm in a mood, and I've been in this mood for weeks. I go, I know it. You've been dodging me for weeks, dude. I mean, I had gotten to the point where I, I ain't calling him, by God. We're done. I ain't chasing him down to be his friend. But then, because but I'm a friend, I did chase him down and he goes, I knew that if I talk to you, you're going, you're, going to, you're going to talk me out of my bad and you're going to make me face my bad decisions and my, and my bad mood and, and I, just want to, I, just, I just want to sit and sour and soak in my situation. I said, too bad. And, I, and, and of course we talked and of course he goes, see I knew you'd do it. He was enjoying being mad. He was enjoying being in a bad mood. Understand that, yeah, made him feel good. You need that kind of friend. Point number three. Listen, could the ushers sit Popeye in the overflow? Oh, I forgot he is an usher. All right, then security. No, just kidding. Point number three. Privileges of being a friend. Talk a little bit about the privileges of being a friend. See, how do you know when you're really good friends? Here's one way, y'all ready? Practical. You don't clean up when they come over. Some of y'all are like I ain't got no friends. <laughs> Cause I be oh, They're coming in. Hold them at the door for a minute. Don't invite them in. You know you understand what I'm saying? Now, you know that's a friend. How many, you know, ah, I got to be cautious because I don't want to, like, well, you, I thought we were friends. You don't let me do. People just walk in your door because they're friends. Knock, knock. And they're like halfway in. We had a neighbor like that. <laughs> cookie. Was it Cookie? We called her Cookie Cookie. Because she was like Kramer. She'd just, like, come in. I was like, no, I'm gonna break this. So I sit in the living room just in my underwear. She said, Ronnie, you better get some Sherry said, Ronnie, you better get some clothes on. Cookie's gonna be barging in here. I said, She'll be here last time, barging in. I'm sick of this. Y'all know cookie. Sweet girl, sweet lady. Sweet lady. She barged in. I was in my underwear. Hey Pastor, how you doing? No, she didn't really. Privilege of being a friend. Psalms 25, 14. The secret of the Lord is for those who fear him and he will make them know his covenant. Now, I love this. The, uh, another translation said, the Lord is a friend of those who fear him. To them he reveals his secrets. And he wants to know the secrets of God. See, some of y'all want to know the secrets of God because y'all knows him. I want to know how God operates. I want to know how God, what God is doing. Communication of secrets is one of the special privileges of friendship. You know, I I know that in this day and time, that people put on Facebook stuff they shouldn't be putting on. Because you think all your friends, you know. But you reveal your secrets, if you're normal, just to your friends. Hey, man, I don't want anybody else to know this. But, you know, here's what I'm struggling. Here's what I'm dealing with. I mean... All right, Lord. I was going to go somewhere, but I better not go there. Nah, yeah, It was about Popeye, but I No, nah, I'm kidding. You can share things with friends that you would be foolish to put on Facebook. Now some folks, probably nobody here, they don't know the difference. But if you had a friend, they would tell you, don't be sharing that on Facebook. I mean, listen, I have read Facebook and ate popcorn. These people are crazy. this. Oh, he said, and then she said, and then they said, and then they, the other one comes. Oh, my God. Mm, 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 I know what I'm preaching Sunday. Because you can't do stuff like that. Where we trust our secrets, the intimacy... Needs to be very close, and the confidence of love very great. I'm gonna say that again intimacy must be very close, and the confidence of love very great. See, because you tell some people your stuff, and it's gonna be known. Look, I'm on the state council, and we had a committee meeting on Zoom, and then we got another one scheduled for tomorrow. And they go, well, we don't want this to get out. I go, before we get off that Zoom meeting, somebody's going to be on Facebook and are, are texting somebody, telling them what's going on. I said, that ain't going to happen. Why? Because we ain't that close. Right? But can I say that God's highest hope is not for him to be your master and not for him to be your ruler. And I'm looking at my my my, my pastor's who have been doing this longer than me. But the two. But what God really wants is for you to be his friend. He's already your master if you don't know it. Because all he's got to do for you to die is. Keep his breath from you. He wants to be your friend. Isn't that. It, it, as a parent. Isn't that one of our greatest goals. We. You know. We raise our children. When we raise them. we don't like. Get out and good riddance. Good riddance. You know. I know I know a guy, he's passed away now, but he had an 1830 rule. Once you turned 18, you got 30 days to get out of his house. Boy, doesn't that just make you want to come back home? I want to go visit dad. No. You know. But the greatest as a parent, I love it when my kids want to just hang out with me and Sherry. I'm like, really? Y'all want to hang out with us? Well, we're a little tired of y'all. We just, me and her just want to hang out. Because we better friends than we are with y'all. But you understand what I'm saying? Because you want to hang out with your best friend, right? And so, so how, how, we, we, we want our children, we want our children to be able to hang out with us. How about tell us about their day and about their issues? We want, it is cool, and, and my, my, my children are, are now, you know, grown, but it is cool when your children become your friends now, but you will always, and here's what you got to remember, you will always be their parent, their father, their mother. And so sometimes you've got to recognize, you know, it, it, when you're friends with your kids, if if they don't know the boundaries, they'll test the boundaries. And sometimes when you're friends with God, you'll test the boundaries. you got hey, 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 hey. God has to bring you back in alignment but it's great when they want to talk to you and share things that with you not because you're their dad or their mom but because you're their friend God wants to share his secrets but he can only do it with his friends do I have another one Ryan? I'm trying to quit Christ has offered to you his friendship why would you settle for anything less? I want to be the friend of God you know, we sing that old song that Justin hates. I am a friend of God. Uh, why don't we do that song? Because Justin hated it. He told me never to do it again. I am a friend of God. Why? Because he's not God's friend. I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. God Almighty. King of glory. He has called me friend. Didn't you hear what I said earlier that you don't need to be carrying on conversations when I'm preaching? Roy? Alright, I'm, I'm done. I'm done for tonight. I just want us to get to that point. I want you to get that He wants to be your friend. I mean, how cool is that? I mean, you know, how many of you remember when the cool kids wanted to be your friend? Or maybe you were the cool kids and you were snobbed. But remember when they wanted to be your friend? Is that cool? I mean, God. 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 Hey, we're not done. Don't cut the AC off. That's how you get people to go home. I'm cutting the AC off. We're done. Pastor, don't went a little too long. I'm cutting the AC off. Let's get up out of here, Pastor. I love you, Kevin. I love you, Kevin. Here's what I want to try to do in the next couple of weeks. I didn't get to everything I wanted to get to tonight. But I've had a good time. Thank y'all for indulging me. Everything but Popeye. Um, I want to get to the benefits of friendship but I also want to get to the cost of friendship. Because friendship's cost. And are we willing to pay the price? Would you stand to your feet tonight? Friend of God. Father, today, tonight, I pray that we realize that you are offering us an incredible incredible covenant, an incredible invitation to be your friend. Lord, let us never forget that you are our King, our Savior, our Lord. And Father, I thank you that I don't just serve you Because of hell, I serve you because of life. I have become aware of serving you is greater than not serving you. That you fulfill my life. That you cause my life to have purpose and meaning. And I am fulfilled because of you, God. Lord, and it's not just because I'm the preacher, I'm the pastor. Because I'm trying to become your friend. I want to be your friend. And I know that many times I've pushed you away by my actions and by my decisions and by my attitudes. Lord, I pray that today that I would get a realization and an awareness of who you are. God, I want to be your friend and you direct my life. Because you know so much more than I do. Father, I give you thanks for who you are. And what you're doing in our midst, in this church, and in my life. And I know that you've got great plans. In Jesus' name. Every head bowed, every eye closed. With this type of message, I just don't want to let you leave here tonight. If you don't know Jesus as your friend, as your Savior, what do you mean by that, Pastor? You've not asked Him to come into your life and begin to develop a relationship with Him. I give you my word. I don't want to embarrass you. But if that's you, would you slip up your hand? You can put it right back now. Thank you again for listening to this message. We pray that it has inspired you like never before. For more information about Crystal River Church of God, how to give, or even our upcoming events, be sure to check us out at crystalrivercog.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast. And we will see you next week here at CRCOG.